Hey, Ruckus Maker. How would you like to double your energy in 2022? I'm excited to talk with my good friend, Christine Franklin, today on the podcast. I met Christine through a coaching community when I hired my latest coach, Ron. Uh, he works with some exceptional people. And Christine was one of those folks that that I met in one of his programs. So I, ideally, you know, I thought, hey, your topic, your expertise would create great value for the ruckus maker who listens to this podcast, right? School leaders are stretched thin. It's been a hard number of years and energy and an abundance of energy isn't necessarily the... <laughs> like the usual uh, common experience. Let's just say that. I know it. I see you. I hear you. And so the great thing is that uh, Christine has some practical advice and ideas on how to double your energy in 2022. So you're going to love the show. Now, speaking of doubling things, what if you could double your results as well? And so just very quick, I want to plug a training. I'm doing uh, this Thursday and the Thursday after that. Um and it's on my delegation masterclass. So I'm going to talk about the three obstacles that get in the way of delegation, uh, the two ways to identify what you should even delegate, uh, the six levels. Yeah, there's six different levels of delegation and a repeatable, trusted process that will create results in advance for you if you use this process when you actually delegate a task. So come to this free training. It is awesome. And for April, I'm running it for free. I absolutely will be selling this training. It's that good uh, this summer. So if you want to join for free, come to betterleadersbetterschools.com slash delegation dash masterclass, and you can reserve your spot. All right, cool. Well, thank you for being here. It's Danny, as you know, Chief Ruckus Maker over at Better Leaders, Better Schools. And this show is for ruckus makers, those out-of-the-box thinkers making change happen in education. And we'll be right back after a quick message from our show's sponsors. Learn how to successfully drive school change and help your diverse stakeholders establish priorities and improve practice in leading change. A certificate in school management and leadership course from Harvard. Leading Change runs from June 15th to July 13th, 2022. Apply by June 3rd at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. Are you automatically tracking online student participation data during COVID? Innovative school leaders across the country have started tracking online student participation using TeachFX because it's one of the most powerful ways to improve student outcomes during COVID, especially for English learners and students of color. Learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer at teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. All students have an opportunity to succeed with Organized Binder, who equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning, whether that's in a distance, hybrid, or traditional educational setting. Learn more at OrganizedBinder.com. So hey, Ruckus Makers, today I'm joined by Christine Franklin, who is an international speaker, writer, and health coach. 
She is on a mission to help high-performing leaders get out from under the weight of everything that rests on their shoulders and truly shine. She has reverse-engineered the process she used to escape burnout and reclaim her A-game, and this is the foundation of her Power Up formula. So, uh, Christine, we are in a treat. Welcome to the show, and I just want to say that your message is so relevant because uh, life and leadership is difficult right now, specifically for school admin, and so uh, we can't wait to have this conversation. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. So anytime that I get to talk to somebody that I that I know, it's like an absolute treat for me. So uh, this is going to be great. I, I want to start off. Um, you're a bit younger, you're 18. You are taking uh, a trip, right, on the Greyhound from Canada to the U.S. I wouldn't have the courage to do that at 18, by the way. So kudos to you for even uh, being able to do that. But I, I'd love to hear when you were taking that trip, what did you learn about yourself traveling across the country in North America? Well, I learned, first of all, that it's great to take chances and do crazy <laughs> things because the benefits are amazing. So for anyone who has the courage to do anything that has been a burning desire and they've been thinking, what if, I highly recommend just go for it. And, you know, the other thing that I really learned about was that people are kind in amazing ways. You know, we hear a lot about the negative things that happen. We hear about crime and people thinking about taking a trip like that might think, oh, I don't know what might happen on the way and all the other negative things that can occur. But I found that there were so many random acts of kindness and people who were on long legs of that trip got to know us. I was traveling with two friends Mm. and, you know, we formed our own little bond in a short space of time. And I just found that totally incredible. And for whatever reason, people seem to like to talk to me. So I learned <laughs> that that was a superpower that may have been hidden before. And I learned to really lean into that as I got older. But I got so many stories told to me on that trip, you know, random people in bus stations and People who might just happen to sit down next to me on the bus, suddenly I'll be hearing their whole life stories. So I learned that I'm a good listener, apparently. And that has served me well, especially as a coach. So that was the beginning of a few more life-changing opportunities that happened. But I think I really started to see some things that I never expected about other people and learn some things about myself that were so valuable and became more valuable as I got older. Yeah. Yeah. And and I want to dig into the listening piece a little bit as well. I know it's, uh, like you said, it was one of your hidden superpowers. So that's that's been revealed. But I I think the most effective uh, school leaders that I uh, support or that I know in my network, they are excellent listeners. And that's a skill set that you want to constantly level up. So in in your history, in your experience, uh, what have you learned about listening that uh, helps you have that as a superpower? Well, when I was a manager, and obviously that meant that I was a leader, I had a small team as well. Mm. I learned that people felt like I was approachable because they knew I would listen and I would listen with an open mind. And that served me so well in managing the team because they didn't feel like they had to hide how they truly felt. They knew that they could bounce ideas off of me. I was always looking for input. I'm still a big believer in feedback. And I love even constructive criticism. So I always used to say, you know, 
tell me I prefer to know, even if it's something that you think may be negative, I prefer to know it than to have it just lying there beneath the surface simmering and then eventually something might explode. So mm. as a leader, I think it's so, so important for people to feel like they can come to you and you're there to empower them. I think that's the true sign of good leadership. If you're building leaders yourself, a big part of that is listening so mm -hmm. that you know what the needs are of your team. You know how best to serve the ones that are looking to you for leadership. So I believe that's absolutely crucial. Yeah. And, you know, listening is important. I think, uh, obviously, with uh, those you serve and, and your colleagues, uh, so that makes a lot of sense. But I think one area that people forget about in terms of good listening is listening to yourself. Yeah. And I, yeah see, I know this is a topic you love. Definitely. So yeah, when it comes to listening to yourself, listening to your body, uh, and just being mindful of what's going on inside, you know, what, what can you share uh, with the ruckus makers listening? Well, I know all about listening to my body, listening to what works for me. That's why yeah. I took that trip in the first place. I always listen to what felt right somehow, even if I didn't know how it would work out. So I already kind of built that muscle. And I think that's because of my upbringing. My mother always encouraged me to be open-minded, never think that something is impossible because you don't know what the possibilities really are until you try. Mm. So that is for me, the foundation. And then on top of that, you have the need now to always check in with yourself. So that helped me when I became a manager and I got burnt out. And I started to feel like, oh my goodness, I didn't know one day from the other, you know, except for deadlines, of course. I was constantly bringing homework. My brain never shut off. And when you're in it, sometimes it's so hard to see your way out of it. It's so hard to even think about listening because you can't even think straight. I mean, brain fog is so real. And I was constantly worrying about what I might forget because I knew that my brain was foggy. And it just seemed like it was one day after the other of more of the same, more of the same um, tension within my body. And because I was used to listening to my body, I could feel that. And I knew that this was not how I wanted my life to be. So for a bit, I was caught up in it and I didn't know how to break free of it. But there came a point when I realized, you know what? This is not helping me. I can't see this changing the way things are right now. I mean, at that point, we were under budget constraints and things were just going to get tighter and tighter. And I felt like I was still being asked to turn water into wine, you know. And I could see that I would just continue to hit a brick wall and I was going to bat for everybody. I was going to bat for my team. I was going to bat for vendors that I wanted to make sure I got paid. And I wasn't fighting for myself. I was fighting for everybody else. Mm. And it's because I had built that muscle earlier of listening to myself that I realized, no, enough is enough. I have to stop, take stock and decide how I'm going to make a change. Yeah. So that was absolutely crucial for me at that point. And I've seen how crucial it is for our clients and the leaders that I talk to and that I work with. So if you don't listen to yourself, if you don't listen to your body, you can end up in a downward spiral for sure. I can tell you at that time, I literally lost a shoe size of weight. I didn't know you could lose weight by the shoe size, but my shoes literally were falling off. And huh. then someone told me, yeah, it's actually possible. I just thought something was wrong with all of my shoes. <laughs> 
but I knew that I had lost weight suddenly and, and it was not in a healthy way. So right. that's just a sign of how stress can affect your health negatively. And all the signs are there. Your body always tells you. You feel yeah. the tension in your body. You might get a tension headache. You might feel aches and pains that you never felt before and you can't explain where they came from. And, you know, anytime that you start to feel a little something, it's best not to ignore it. People often feel a little something, but they figure I have to get this done. So let me just forget about that. Even feeling hungry. You know, very mm -hmm. often I know lots of leaders who will ignore, you know, that feeling of hunger or thirst because they're just pushing through to get something done. And that becomes a daily habit before you know it. And yeah. they're not eating on time. And then of course your health is gonna suffer in the end. So there's absolutely no replacement for listening to your body, first of all, because I always say your mind is not trustworthy. So mm. please don't rely on your mind. <laughs> our minds are swamped with the stories we tell ourselves, with our limiting beliefs, with everything we try to rationalize and everything we convince ourselves about, but our bodies will never lie. If we're nervous, we'll, our palms will get sweaty and we'll feel it before our brains even process that. Mm. So that's just how beautifully our bodies are designed to be that one reliable source of signals that can tell us right away, you know, something is wrong. I'm raising the flag. And sometimes people get one flag after the other. I've worked with clients like this who have one illness after the other, after the other, and the body's saying, hey, yeah. I need some help here. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to take care of you, but you're making it really hard for me. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, it's really important. Right. And I, and I hear, I hear you developed that skill early on. So, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to say it was easy for you, but some people might need that outside perspective. So you as a health coach, you know, can really help in that sense. But I think, I think that the key point that I heard and correct me if I'm wrong, if there's a more important point, but it's, it's not to discount, um, the little things as they're showing up. Right. Yeah, because, uh, that th those turn into bigger, you know, more problematic, uh, health issues right down the line if you ignore. So yeah. uh, did I did I hear you right on that? That is absolutely true. Okay. The smallest signs that we discount and we're living in a world where we get caught up in busyness and we're distracted with social media and everything, especially now. I mean, there's so much going on. So right. we get caught up with everything that's going on and it's so easy to get lost in all of it. And really forget to tune in to yourself and also tune into your intuition. Apart from your body, I always talk about the importance of trusting your instincts. Mm -hmm. There is nothing more important than trusting yourself. Right. Yep. That's so good. So uh, I want to, I want to touch on the, the busy piece too, because a lot of the listeners, you know, ruckus makers, uh, they obviously have a very full schedule as a school leader and, uh, you know, we, we were both in a similar coaching program. So part of that was identifying our enemies. And one of my enemies is the idea of a principal who feels like he or she's too busy for like lunch, you know, and like you said, then that, that turns into a habit and then you have worse health outcomes and that kind of thing. And, and I think the reason why principals skip lunch and that kind of deal is they just it feels like there's just too much to get done during the day that I can't even sit down, unplug, decompress for even just 10 minutes and eat uh, uh, hopefully a healthy lunch, right? So what would you say to the ruckus maker listening who is incredibly busy, but to still find the time for healthy habits that are going to uh, benefit them? 
Well, the first step is to make yourself a priority. And I know that's easier said than done. It doesn't happen overnight. Believe me, it's a step-by-step process. So if there's one thing that you can pick that you know you do and you'd like to change it, how about focusing on that one thing? And it may be something simple like eating on time, simple but not so simple, and focus just on that one thing. Of course, there are other things that you may think of, but just take it with you know, take it one step at a time and start with that one thing and think about how you can carve out at least a few minutes. Let's start there. Just 15 minutes with the aim of increasing that so you actually get a break beyond the time that you actually eat. And in that 15 minutes, try to move away from your desk. So that's one example, but I always say just pick one thing that you think you can easily make a change with, start with the small things, and then work your way up. And even with that small thing, see what else you can add to that to make it even better. So that's the best place to start. And that starts with a mindset of thinking of the life that you want to have, how you want your days to feel. Allowing yourself to even think about that because many people don't even want to stop to consider that because we feel that this is normal and we have to continue going at the rate that we're going. So it's important to just stop and take stock and be intentional about the one thing that you'd like to change. Right. Yeah. That, that one thing is so important. And like you're saying, start small. So you don't have to try to change everything all at once. That's going to be overwhelming, but that's a leadership lesson too. Talking about health outcomes or trying to drive results for students uh, focus on one area. And in, in education, we seem to be great at focusing on all areas at all times and doing it all very poorly versus one thing that we're going to be excellent at, right? Getting momentum there and then, you know, adding more to the plate once you've mastered this one area. So um, I'm, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you on that. In uh, 15 minutes, you also said, and the other key point, I'm just reflecting, you know, for the ruckus makers watching or listening, uh, a change of scenery, right? So you said step yeah, away from really. your desk. So maybe you start eating with the students. That's a great way to connect with uh, kids or it might be, you know, with the staff and that kind of thing. Um, but I, I do want to follow up with one question. What, what does it look like though to prioritize yourself? Like I get that intellectually, right? But for you, Christine, or for one of your clients, when you finally push them to prioritize themselves, what, what does that look like? Well, very often people talk about self-care in this context, but there's usually this picture of self-care being, oh, I'll take a bubble bath with some candles now and then, and at least I've done something to take care of myself, or I'll have a spa day once in a while, and at least I've covered the self-care piece. But I believe that self-care is an everyday piece. It's not a thing you do. It's a part of your lifestyle. It doesn't, again, happen overnight if you're not used to doing it that way. But it's really about thinking very carefully about how you can incorporate some element of your day where you feel like this is just for you. You're doing something that's just for you, not for everybody else. And that starts to set your mind into that pattern of thinking, okay, so I am important. I do deserve to feel a little joy in my life, even if it's a little pocket of joy. And once you start to think that way, it's a whole mindset shift that's beginning to happen without even realizing it's not happening in a big way, but subtly 
you're starting to notice, I feel good when I do this. How about doing more of this, you know? So I believe that's the best way to do it sustainably because you start to feel the benefits of it yourself. It's just like when you start to eat a bit healthier, you start to feel lighter, you feel less bloated, and then automatically you want to feel that way. So you tend to gravitate towards the things that make you feel better, which is a much better approach than what I see other people doing sometimes of, you know, having a yes list and a no list. That's not my way at all. I don't believe in saying no to anything. I believe in saying yes to life, saying yes to yourself. And when you do that, then you'll want to replace those old habits with habits that serve you better because you start to realize how good it feels and who doesn't want to feel good. I mean, that's an easy principle to just multiply. So it's not about trying to suddenly be this perfectly imbalanced person who has it all together and is perfectly healthy and fit and does all the right things. You know, that's almost impossible to achieve for most people. And it's really hard to achieve if you're yeah. trying to make a change. Save it for your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, hey, I, I want to dig into the yes and no list a little bit more, but in just a second after um, some messages from our sponsors. So learn how to successfully navigate change, shape your school's success, and lead your teams with Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. Get world-class Harvard faculty research specifically adapted for pre-K through 12 schools, self-paced online professional development that fits your schedule. Apply at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash Harvard. The BLBS podcast is also brought to you by TeachFX. Research shows that the more students speak in class, the more they learn, and the better they perform on standardized tests. TeachFX has helped hundreds of schools increase their student engagement by visualizing for teachers what portions of class are teacher talk versus student talk. Get a 20% discount on TeachFX by using a special code just for the Ruckus Maker Nation. That's at teachfx.com slash BLBS. And today's show is proudly sponsored by Organized Binder, a program which gives students daily exposure to goal setting, reflective learning, time and task management, study strategies, organizational skills, and more. Organized Binder's color-coded system is implemented by the teacher through parallel process with students, helping them create a predictable and dependable classroom routine. You can learn more and improve your students' executive functioning and non-cognitive skills at organizedbinder.com. And so we're back with my friend and amazing health coach, Christine Franklin. Uh, we're going to talk about yes and no list in just a second, but I was cracking myself up during the sponsor reads because I realized I start dancing around while I'm reading them. I don't know if you all see that, but uh, I, I had noticed it in myself, right? So checking in with yourself, like that's an important part. And if you get nothing else from this show, you can have a good laugh at me. Okay. So uh, the reason, Chris, that I want to bring back the yes and no list Prior to us hitting record, you were telling us, telling me about the special sauce and telling Jesse about that. And um, you said something, I'm going to mess it up. So I want you to say it, but it had to, it had to do with basically you can live healthy without having to say no to like all this stuff. And I'm like, what? Really? You know, that, 
That's really interesting to me. So you, you got to tell us more about that, please. Sure. So I believe that we don't want to cut out things automatically. Our brain is used to patterns. Our brain likes patterns. And we are setting up ourselves for friction and for resistance when we start to tell ourselves, okay, no, I need to stop doing this thing that I've been doing for the last, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years. That's really difficult for your brain to process. So how about making it easier for yourself, for your brain, for you to do things, the things that you want to do sustainably and not just do it for you know, weight loss program where you're trying to lose 10 pounds in a week, you know, that kind of thing. So I believe in healthy living. And once you're living healthy, you will lose any excess weight and you'll obviously feel a lot better, feel more energetic and everything that goes with that. But usually people achieve that with a program, a short-term program. And then we know the statistics, people often fall off the wagon and they're right back where they started or they gain back more weight. So it clearly doesn't work sustainably. So what I always talk about is envision the days you want to have, the life you want to have, and what you want to see in that day and what you want to see in that life and how you want to feel. After we establish that, then how are you going to get that? And I can obviously help guide people through the foods and exercises and everything, but it's about your vision. Once you have that vision, then we fill in what can help you get there. And automatically, there are some things that will end up falling off. You know, you want to replace, let's say, watching binging on Netflix with switching off a little bit earlier and taking time to read a book and not look at screens for an hour before bed. So you're not telling yourself, I'm going to stop watching Netflix. Instead, how about finding a book that you really want to read and looking forward to reading that book, you know, maybe you've had it on your bookshelf for the longest time, you haven't had a chance to read it, but now you're being intentional about finally reading it at least one night and you read it and you start to say, wow, this feels pretty good. And you sleep and you realize you wake up feeling refreshed. And before you know it, you start to have that habit of reading that book or reading some other book at night. And that's a new habit you're building. Mm -hmm. So you're crowding out the old habit with the new habit. So you don't need to be hard on yourself and say, I'm going to get this done and I'm going to make this change tomorrow. <laughs> you know, that's really difficult. But how about focusing on where you want to go, what you want to achieve, how you're going to get there and implementing something that is literally going to replace the old habit. And the old habit starts to fall away because you realize how good the new habit feels. That's a lot more in flow. That's a lot more sustainable than trying to pressure yourself to cut out something because your brain just doesn't like that anyway. So it's mm. typically not going to work. So let's do something that we know will actually work. Right, right. Well, hey, it worked for me last night. I, uh, I, I can be a night owl. And uh, anyways, I, I've been ignoring my adult bedtime, right? But last night I, I, I was committed. I'm going to bed on time, brought my book upstairs, Fell asleep by the time I wanted to fall asleep, but woke up super early, which was on target, right? Like what I planned. But it was such a surprise to my wife. She said, what are you doing up this early, right? <laughs> like, I've got a lot planned today. This is like, this is what I want to do. So uh, it does feel great. I just want to 
elevate, you know, what, what you just said. And speaking of books too, Mastermind Unlocking Talent Within Every School Leader. I think it's a great book, conversational, funny, well-researched, but I'm sure it's going to put a bunch of people to sleep as well. So even if you don't have any interest reading my book for the information, try it as a sleep antidote. And uh, you can get that at betterleadersbetterschools.com slash mastermind book. Uh, Chris, you, I want to talk about travel and then I want to talk about your checklist and we'll finish up our conversation. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. You're, you're uh, originally from Barbados and you've yeah. traveled to 18 countries, right? Which yeah. is amazing. I love to travel. You've traveled all over. What's one lesson learned just from your travels, right? And you, you can make it cultural, you can make it societal, you can make it personal, however you want to answer this. But what's one lesson you learned traveling all around the world? Wow. One lesson. I learned so many. (laughs) I know. I learned that people respond to your openness. Hmm. And because I've traveled with such curiosity, I find that people seem to be attracted to wanting to help you, wanting to get to know you, no matter their background. And it's that sense of openness and that energy that automatically transfers to anybody, regardless of language barriers, regardless of cultural differences, of race, skin color, anything. So as simple as it sounds, I've found that that's been so powerful. And for a long time, I didn't realize what it was. I kept thinking, why are people so helpful? I mean, there are always some people who are helpful. But someone once told me it's because you you feel open. Mm. So it's easy to, you know, want to help you enjoy this place and be hospitable and invite you to my home and all of that kind of thing, which has happened so randomly (laughs) to me sometimes. And it's that energy that you put out. Right. Well, there's leadership presence is real. Right. And how you show up uh, absolutely impacts the people around you. And so they pick up on your openness and curiosity, incredible traits, you know, to have as a leader. Uh, real quick, you don't have to dive into why, but where should somebody travel to? Of all the places you've been, where should they go once they can safely travel again? Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, yeah. And Table Mountain, right? You've been oh, yeah. Table okay, perfect. Amazing. Perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, you have a free gift for our listeners. So Ruckus Makers have something called a Double Your Energy Checklist. It's a, a bit.ly link. So bit.ly slash energy 2022. Uh, tell us what people get by downloading that uh, free checklist. It's essentially a complete guide, but it's written in a way that's very easy to follow. And there are some statements in there that you'll go through for each of the 10 top energy tips that I give. So you literally just follow through, see what statements apply to you to identify where you may be draining your energy and then their action steps to help you fix those leaks so that you can feel more vibrant and energetic. And again, people will respond to that because you're going to show up differently. So I've written this specifically for leaders. I've taught part-time myself. My mother's been a lifelong teacher. My cousin is a school leader. I've seen all the stresses and the frustration sometimes, and I know how it is. So I designed this with leaders in mind, knowing that leaders want to give and often end up depleted. So Mm. this is a great way to refuel and to make this a lifelong practice. 
Awesome. So that'll be linked up for everybody in the show notes. It's also at uh, bit.ly slash energy 2022. Christine, if you could put a message on all school marquees around the world for just a single day, what would your message uh, say? Never settle. Ooh, and that's a good that one. means never settle for being put in anyone else's box. Mm. Never settle for less than you deserve. Never settle for not standing up for yourself and always demanding the best of life. So never settle is exactly what I'd love to put there. Ruckus makers will resonate with that for sure. Christine, you're building your dream school. You're building your school from the ground up. You're not limited by any resources. The only uh, limitation you have is your imagination. So how would you build this school and what would be your three guiding principles? Well, the first one definitely would be half the day would be spent outdoors. So learning would happen in conjunction with nature. And of course, we know that there's winter. So for the winter months, greenhouses. Because this is my imaginary school, as many greenhouses as necessary. (laughs) So that you're still within nature, you have that indoor-outdoor feel. But I think it's so important for us to go back to the foundation of life and make that a part of learning as well. So that's the first one. The second one would be a class called Original Thought. Hmm. Not graded. You know, you can maybe get some feedback and look at how we can turn an idea into coming to fruition. But it's all about encouraging original thought in any form. I mean, I'm sure it has to be more structured than that, but it's meant to be pretty free-flowing to encourage creativity and feel like there's no judgment. And the third one would be to have a class called Limitless Possibilities, where we'd be looking at leaders and even unsung heroes in our own communities that have defied the odds and are doing amazing things, even in their small way. And constantly hearing about these examples and thinking about our own possibilities, I think is just tremendous for any leader, for any student. So I I just think it's really important to know about this from an early age, because as adults, we hear so much about limiting beliefs. Why not let's get ahead of that and think about the limitless possibilities of life from early on? Absolutely. Uh, Two classes, original thought and limitless possibility that I would add to my school for sure. Well, Christine, thank you so much for being a part of the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. We covered a lot of ground today. So if there was just one thing a ruckus maker remembered from our conversation, what would you like them to remember? Remember to trust yourself. Pay close attention to what your body is telling you, what your intuition is telling you, and always check in with yourself. That's the way that you will be the best leader you can be in every area of your life, for sure. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. 
Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed.